Welcome to the Project Zion podcast. This podcast explores the unique spiritual and theological gifts Community of Christ offers for today's world. Welcome to Coffee in the Swarm, a Project Zion podcast production coming to you from Lamoni, Iowa, the campus of Graceland University. The Swarm is our on-campus restaurant in the Newcomb Student Union. This year, this program is being co-hosted by student chaplain Julie Wheaton. Say hi, Julie. Hey. And myself, Mike Hoffman, campus minister. Say hi, Mike. Uh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's where we interview students at Graceland who are connected to the community of Christ. So, Julie, tell us how you're doing today. You know, I'm doing really good. I have a little bit of windburn on my cheeks, I'm pretty sure, but other than that, I'm doing pretty great. Well, and folks, she's windburned because Graceland has been hit by a very early snow. I, I don't maybe not snowstorm is not the right word, but so anyway. So what can you tell us about our guest today, Julie? Okay, so today our guest is Adam Scherer. He is a triple major in math. <laughs> <laughs> okay, help her out, Adam. Computer science and data so math, computer science, and data science. Yes. Now, you're your second year? Um, I'm in my third, third year. Third year. Okay. So data science, data science, data? Either one. How I, do you say I, it? I, I say both. I usually say data science, but okay. I say I'm working okay. with data. <laughs> I don't know. It's... So data science, I will use that. So data science was added as a major after you got here, right? I was the first freshman class that could oh, be a data science okay. major. All right. So. Okay, very good. But Freshman year is the first year. I knew I knew it was yeah. relatively new, but yeah, I have to frame that. So, all right. So, why don't you tell us more about yourself? Like, okay, we know your year, major, minor. Or, do you have any minors besides a triple major? I don't. Okay. Why not? No. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. What house are you on? I'm on Cheville. Is that a good experience? Yes, I love being <laughs> on Cheville. We have a lot of participation, which is always a lot of fun. So, we've lots of people show up to stuff and cool a lot of cool stuff so. i assume that uh, some of our listeners are probably well, i know they're alums and mm -hmm. so and i'm sure there might be some listening that are have been on cheville before so well right. i just have a quick question what made you decide to do three majors here and do they correlate with each other like a little bit like do you take some of the same classes that go along with them or what yeah so originally i didn't really know what i wanted to major in i was originally actually thinking engineering but obviously Grayson doesn't have an engineering major. And so I went and toured Iowa State and it was it was great, you know, but I kind of eventually settled on. I actually met with Kevin Bruner. He stayed at my house while I was a senior in high school because um, the golf team oh, yeah. had a golf meet about 45 minutes from my house. And so they came and stayed and the girls stayed with another family in Woodbine and um, the, the boys stayed at my house. And so he was telling me about the new data science program. And I thought that sounded really great. And so I looked into it a little more and I thought that it was something I was interested in. So I ended up doing that. Computer science, I kind of did just because it really correlates really well, like you said, mm -hmm. um, with data science. It's really a lot of the same classes and a lot of the, even a lot of the classes that aren't required for data science, but are for computer science are really helpful in the data science major. And then I was actually originally a math major. So, or sorry, math minor, I meant to say. I was originally um, computer science, data science major and math minor. But as I got to looking at it, I was like, it's like two or three extra classes to get a math major over a minor. So I might as well just do it. So that's kind of the where all that originated. Anyway, yeah. that was the thought process going through that. That's really cool. 
Yeah. Mm. Do you know what you're going to do with any of those? Like what kind of direction you're going in? I kind of have two different tracks that I have set, or at least in mind, I don't know which one I want to do. And they're a little different. But so I either want to do like front end development. So like web development, something along those lines, or I would love to do data science work specifically for like a sports team or something. So I looked at a lot of internships with baseball teams and stuff like that. And so those are kind of the two thoughts I have right now, but who knows if that's what it's going to be, you know, by the time I graduate. So. Yeah. Now you mentioned Woodbine, Iowa. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah. Okay. So, so is the closest professional baseball team like the Kansas City Royals? Yes, then? it is. Uh-huh. Is that your, like your, what's yeah, name? Oh, yeah. Mine too. I'm, I'm a Royals fan. Ah, all right. Cool. I just saw that they announced yes, yesterday, I like they're that. interested yes. in moving the stadium or building a stadium in downtown mm-hmm. Kansas City. So, yes, I saw that. So cool. So, yeah. Although I remember going to baseball oh, games yeah. in Municipal Stadium oh before <laughs> Royal Stadium. But, yeah. So, okay. I've just divulged how old are. <laughs> no, but that's cool. So, um, so you're from Woodbine. So what was it like for you to go to church in that? Is there a congregation at Woodbine? There is. There are a few congregations around, but Woodbine um, does have their own congregation. Um, my church experience was definitely uh, similar to other people's in a lot of ways, but also very different. Um, the, the main way that it was similar is that I, I still like a lot of kids, you know, I went to camps and, you know, junior and junior high and senior high camp, whatever, at Guthrie Grove and reunions and all that. And I went to spec, but it was a little different, um, to a lot of people, especially at Graceland in that I, my congregation is very small. Okay. We have probably on average 15 to 20 people every week, you know, and so that's not a bad thing. You know, we have a great time. We all know each other really well. That's kind of a cool thing. It's a nice little community, but it is a little different for a lot of people from Kansas City, you know, go to churches with hundreds of people in them, you know, and that's just not what it's like for me, especially because I'm probably related to about 80%. (laughs) Yeah, 80 might be a little low, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, you know, I know a lot of students think that they come from, well, if they come from small congregations, it's an unusual experience. And it is certainly for many other Community of Christ students that, you know, they, they do. But actually, a lot of congregations in Community of Christ across the United States and Canada are really pretty small. In fact, most churches are really small, you know, it's, it's just like, yeah. So that 15 or 20 people, I've been in so many congregations that that was actually, that would be a big number for that. So, yeah. So Um, that's cool. Yeah. I remember you bringing up that you went and toured Iowa State and we're looking at the engineering program there. So was it the actual data science major that brought you here or were there many other things? That's a good question. There were a lot of different things that were kind of at play that had an impact on my decision. I went toward Iowa State and I loved it. And to be honest, if I didn't come to Grayson, I probably would have gone to Iowa State and majored in engineering. And I'm sure I would have enjoyed it. I do absolutely love what I'm doing now. You know, I think I made a good decision. Really the biggest factor for me, and honestly, I think this is the case with a lot of Grayson students, even if they don't say it all the time, but the biggest factor for me coming to Grayson was going to spec as a kid. I had gone to spec, three years. I didn't get to go my last year because it was the COVID year. But I went three times and I absolutely loved it. But I just, I really loved the campus. It just felt really, I just felt really at home here. Like I felt like this is kind of where I was supposed to be almost. So the data science major was definitely a big step in the right direction for me. That was also kind of a big thing that pushed me. But the biggest factor was really going to spec and really feeling like I I felt like I belonged here. Yeah, that makes sense. So sort of related to that, I mean, so You know, I did not go to Graceland as an undergrad, so I don't know what I'm about to ask you. So this is sort of an interesting thing. But, you know, students 
over the years have talked about their Graceland experience. So how would you even describe to our listeners what the Graceland experience is or how has it been for you? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's a very good question. And one that can be a little tricky to answer because it's very different for everybody. My Graceland experience, if I had to kind of describe it in a few words, I would have to say very involved, but also very fulfilling. I'm involved in about as many things as you can think of on campus from, you know, an Actus Leadership Council to choir to I'm even on an esports team, you know, and everything in between. So, (laughs) but it's stuff that I absolutely love doing. I mean, and I didn't have to do all those things if I didn't want to, but that's kind of the thing that I enjoy the most about is that I do want to, and I have the opportunity. I went to a small high school and I see Grayson is very similar to that. Um, A lot of people in big schools only get to do their one or two things, and that's really all they do. It's not the case for me in high school, and it was not the case at Graceland. I can do as many things as I want, and I I mean, I love doing all of them. Everybody's super understanding of busy schedules and lots of things going on, and anybody will work with you to do any number of things you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, um, you know, you're in Inspire, Mm -hmm. uh, which is the used to be known as the Community of Christ Leadership Program here on campus, but it is a, a ministry formation or, or a ministry practicum experience. So um, so we appreciate you being in that because that's with, with mm-hmm. me and the other members of the campus ministries team, including Julie. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so how would you describe your church experience while you're at Graceland, if there is such a thing? I mean, I know um, you mentioned COVID earlier. COVID has done a number of things to campus, but, you know, what do you think about, I guess, church experience at Graceland? I don't know how else to say that. I guess I can yeah. add, like, I know you're an afterglow band, so maybe that's a way to, like, you yeah. know, like, yeah. key that in, maybe, if, um, you know, you wanted to, like, add that in there, because it's kind of churchy. So explain what afterglow is for our listeners that might not be familiar <laughs> with that, so... Um, so Afterglow is kind of like a mini church service type worship. We tend to do a lot of music, sing a lot, and we have speakers come and talk about their relationship with God or their church or something like that. And so, yeah, it's just like a fun, cool thing where, you know, you go and you worship God for like an hour, an hour and a half, uh-huh. and you have fun and you can dress up and eat good snacks and stuff <laughs> like that. So, yeah. Yeah. So how you, you're in the band. Yeah, I am in the band. I don't play every week, and I usually only play a song or two every week. The coordinator of the band, Danny Dennis, plays the piano, which is also what I play. Oh, so okay, okay. He often plays the piano, um, but when he sings or isn't able to, I a lot of times yeah. do it as well. Cool. Very cool. So, Yeah, yeah I, I really enjoy that. Um, it's a lot of fun. I love music. I always have um, played the piano for like 13 years. Just sing in the like band that, as so. well or just... I don't sing in the band, but okay. I, I do sing in choir. You know, oh, okay. I sing yeah. on my own. Okay. Not, not so much with the band. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a little bit. Well, you know, worship services on Sunday. By, by the way, for you listening, we shifted this year. Afterglow used to be on Sunday nights, and we had a Sunday morning worship, and we've shifted everything to Wednesday night now because it's really – it fits a lot better with most students' oh, yeah. schedules. I mean, weekends have just become so busy with things, and – uh so we're meeting on Wednesday night, and it would intimidate me to get up, not to speak so much, but to sing in front of 60 or 70 people. I mean, you think you'd be willing to, Adam? I mean, I would if you wanted me to. I was asked to sing to, or yeah. speak? Oh. I, either one, okay. I guess, but I right. think I'm singing. No, so I can, I can understand that. So, yeah. All right. Very good. 
So my favorite thing about Community of Christ is that it's really, I can't think of the right word, but like understanding, I guess, flexible. Flexible is a better word, I guess. It's very flexible um, in the ways that you can practice your worship and your ministry. Um, I really have a strong belief in that you can practice ministry outside of just going to church and stuff. And specifically in, in like your daily life. That's one thing that I feel like I at least try to do a lot. I think that ministry can be just being nice to people whenever you see them, trying to be as nice as possible, help people when they ask you to, things like that. And so I think that the community of Christ should just kind of keep pushing towards thinking outside the box and just being a little bit more progressive. Um, not that they aren't now, you know, but I think they've done a great job of that in the past. But I think to keep keep doing that and just say that just because maybe somebody doesn't show up to Sunday morning worship every single week, that doesn't mean they're not practicing um, religion or practicing their ministry. You know, I think that there are other ways to do that outside of just the typical ways. And not that the typical ways are bad. I think those are great. But I think there are other ways that you can be involved. Yeah, in doing just that. multiple so, ways. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's what you're describing. Yeah. So, yeah. So sort of related to that, but is there one thing you would want Community of Christ leadership to know beyond that? I mean, is there, if you could sit down with, I don't know, President Steve Vesey and say something to him, or, you know, it could be, it, it, it wouldn't have to be related to that. It could be related to something else as well. So I think just like I said, just make sure that you are paying attention to what the younger generation wants specifically to everybody. I mean, all generations, you know, everybody sure. that's a church member. But I think trying to push to get more younger people involved in the church is a really big thing that the church should try to work towards because they're really the future. I mean, if we don't get younger people in our congregation, we're not going to have congregations in the future. And so I think that's just one really big thing that maybe the leader should know is just really try and focus on the younger generations. At my church, I've actually been wanting to speak at my church for a really long time. Like, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure the first time I asked was in like, 2017, yeah, okay. 2018, I think. And um, see, they planned the speakers like two years ahead of time. Oh, my God. Yeah, so yeah, at my church. What, so, what congregation? Liberty Street okay. and okay. Independence. Yes. And they just uh, like the only time that I would ever be able to speak is if someone dropped out or, you know, like couldn't be able to speak that weekend. But yeah, really hard wow. you know, to especially try and like include yourself in services like that. Of course, you can do a prayer or like a focus moment, being right. like the biggest activity, I yeah. guess, or something that someone does is speaking. And so that's what I've always really wanted to do. But it is really hard. It's really hard to get yourself in there. And even if you ask, sometimes it's just not possible. So it's really hard sometimes. And I totally agree with you, Adam. I think the younger generation is the future. And I think we should be trying to focus on that a little bit more because half of my congregation is like 50 years older, and you know, <laughs> So there's huge gaps between like all of us. And so, yeah. I, well, really I think that's sort of related to, to what I've learned about being the campus minister here at Graceland is like this whole shift to Wednesday nights off of Sunday, you know, is like mm -hmm. to say, you know, I remember in um, some retreats I went through through a, a pilot called Leading Congregations and Mission. It's all about taking Christ's mission out to where people are. Now, that sounds like a location, but it also could be a time frame. I mean, you know, so it's like mm -hmm. here at Graceland that equated to Wednesday nights. And, you know, I thought, oh, I, I'm not sure anybody's going to show up on Wednesday nights. And, and so and, many people. Oh, gosh. We're now hitting 70 people some nights when we have um, Afterglow. And a lot of it has to do with sort of new leadership as well yeah. or different leadership. So, but, uh, but I think you're absolutely right. It's, it's listening to younger adults, young adults and saying, 
okay, where are you? Not just physically, but where are you spiritually and where are you? You know, like sometimes the music at Afterglow, you mentioned, um, Adam, that you, you know, you play in the band. What do you think about the music that is selected? How would you describe it? Sometimes people ask me, how do you describe Afterglow? Like, you know, you were doing early, Julie, earlier, Julie, and I, I said, I said, well, well, anyway, let me ask you, Adam, how would you describe the music we use at Afterglow? I think that it's different than a lot of people would expect when you think of like a church um, band. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily contemporary Christian or any no. kind of Christian, you know, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. I see Afterglow, honestly, as more of like a spiritual um, mm -hmm. service yeah. than even necessarily like a church service. I mean, I know they kind of overlap a little yeah. bit, but it's just very, um, I say spiritual because it's not necessarily like you are going and practicing religion the whole time. It's more so a, a safe space for people to come and kind of join in community and listen to some music. And I think that that's a great thing. I think it's something that Grayson does really well with and really needs. And I think that the Wednesday nights work perfectly for that. Because the Wednesdays are kind of one day that can be a little slower during the week, uh -huh. specifically because there's like the protected hours where right. you aren't allowed to have activities from a certain time. But I think that the music really just fits really well with the entire, um, I guess, vibe of like what, yeah. what Afterglow is going for, the whole spiritual thing. Well, and you mentioned like you mentioned listening to music because that's the other thing i think that's a shift away from what i experienced in congregations it used to be that we would sing hymns mm -hmm. but that that what's what i'm witnessing now is it's not that people aren't singing but they're if they're singing they're singing to themselves or sort of privately but a lot of it is music I, I don't know what genre. I, well, actually, this year it's been a All lot over. of different genres. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everything from country to to uh, pop to rock. Yeah, yeah. And, but what what you know what I get out of it is there's always a message that like there'll be a theme that links all of the music together yeah. in some ways. And that's not hard for me to see the theme, but it's, yeah, so it's a little bit unusual. Yeah. So. I know, Adam, you were saying something earlier about other ways to providing ministry. And like, personally, for me, my ministry is mostly music. That's what I love to do. And so like with Afterglow, I feel as though I am doing my ministry, even though I might not be necessarily like singing a hymn or a churchy song, but I still feel as though, you know, I'm there to have people connect with me to, um, yeah, so. So Adam, you mentioned some other things too, like esports that you're involved with. Yes. Tell me about that. I mean, is that a, I, I mean, I know it's, well, should I call it gaming or is that the right way to phrase it? Or? That's how I would phrase it. Okay. Um, a lot of people have different kind of, I don't want to say views because it's not like, you know, something that people are like going to fight about if you say that. Yeah. But people view it a little differently. I originally had no intentions of joining an esports team. I <laughs> okay. never considered it. But a couple of my friends are on the Rocket League team. That's the game that I play. So a couple of my friends joined and said that they absolutely loved it. And they were like, you should join. We could all play Rocket League together, basically, is all what we do. And so I said, okay, yeah, I'll give it a try. And so, yeah, I joined, um, I think, second semester last year. So I, I haven't been in it that long, about a year, I guess. And I do really enjoy it. it it's very flexible in the sense that if I ever am not able to make it to something, it's no big deal. Even games, you know, we have enough people that we have subs. So if somebody can't make it, we can bring in a sub too. And you compete spot. against, I mean, you know, it, I know a little bit about it. You compete, uh, we compete with other universities, right? I mean, is that the idea? Yes. Honestly, I don't entirely know how we match up against the other universities. <laughs> I know we use a website called GG Leagues, which okay. is like, that's what they do is they host esports leagues. Okay. 
And so I believe that we are in leagues that compete either mostly or only against other universities. And I think a lot of times they're a little bit more local, like Midwestern, but I think that also includes Texas and Oklahoma occasionally okay. now. But I think generally it's somewhat local, but I'm not 100% sure so about that. Does it, so does the esports team travel? I mean, or do you do everything from here? The Rocket League team has not traveled yet. We had okay. plans to travel at one point okay. um, last year, but we didn't end up going. I believe there are some other esports teams for different games that do travel occasionally. I think that a couple went last year. I believe League of Legends went somewhere Mm -hmm. to compete somewhere. I think Smash goes or travels occasionally. I think that there may be some plans to travel in the future. I think that this is more so a thing that really popped up during COVID, I think, because you can do it without traveling and without um, going to meet other people, you know. But that's kind of one thing that's really cool about it, like being on a sports team, a lot of my friends run track and they have a meet every single Saturday that they have to drive to, you know, and it basically takes up their entire Saturday and they love doing it, but it does take up a lot of time. Esports is not the same way. All I do is we have games every Tuesday at seven o'clock. And so I basically go in at about six or six 30 to warm up. And then I play my game at seven. I'm done by eight. You know, it's about a two hour commitment. And when you say go in, you're talking about in the the lowest level of Zimmerman. We play in the lab. Yeah. Okay. We can play remote, though. That's the other really cool thing. We had last year, we had a game over spring break on the Tuesday of spring break, but okay. we couldn't get rescheduled. And so I played actually from my sister's house in Texas. Okay. My, my brother-in-law had his Xbox down there. And so I hooked up his Xbox and played from there. But that's, that's one thing that's really cool about it. One thing that I really yeah. love the most is the flexibility of it. Yeah. And that's just kind of a thing all around with esports, you know, um, not even necessarily at Graceland, just everywhere. It provides a lot more flexibility than... Yeah. Other things. Do you get a scholarship for participating? I don't. Okay. I think some people some do, people but not, not all. And do you have them. a coach like the other sports teams? Yes. So the head of the program is Jared Doty. I think he coordinates most of the stuff. Honestly, I don't know where the line is drawn between the two, but then sure. the, the coach is Jared Connell. So they're both named Jared, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, Jared Connell, he was a Graceland graduate a couple yeah. of years ago. He coaches all of the esports teams. So anytime okay. we go to the lab, he's usually the one in there. Occasionally, um, Jared Doty is in there, but usually it's Jared Connell. Okay. All right. So I know that would just be a little bit more about that. Like, I know, like, you know, there, there are sports teams that go to nationals or conference or things like that. Is that still like a thing with esports or not really? Not so much, at least not with Rocky League. I don't think it is for others. We do have like, what's called i guess it's kind of tournament play towards the end of the season you have to kind of qualify for it though which is similar with nationals you know you have to do well enough and to be honest with you i don't know that much about the logistics of the esports i kind of just show up and play rocket league (laughs) but yeah usually we actually just had playoffs uh, a week or two ago and unfortunately neither of the rocket league teams qualified we were both one game one win away which is unfortunate we have two rocket league teams yeah but no we don't have like a nationals necessarily where you go compete against everyone in the country you know but very cool yeah okay so is there anything else you want to tell us anything we haven't covered or anything about your graceland experience your church experience you in general you you know (laughs) your life um not that i can think of off the top of my head but all right very cool all right that wraps things up for this episode of coffee in the swarm thanks for listening This is Julie and Mike signing off until next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Project Cyan Podcast. 
Project Zion Podcast is a ministry of Community of Christ. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are of those speaking and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Community of Christ. The music has been graciously provided by Dave Hines.